0: It's episode 148 of the New Utah Podcast, and uh, we've been drinking beer for a while. Um, we are at uh, the Bohemian Brewery. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. All. Yeah. We're I at like the Bohemian. Um, we we have a, a nice, great conversation a little bit later with uh, uh, with Kelly Schaefer and and Brian Erickson. Um, and Kelly's going to join us for for most of the episode here and. Uh, will, the beer fairy, the beer fairy. Um, will be will be joining us as well. You but, guys need uh, to get him a shirt or a hat, something. I, I You've got a beer. hat machine. Yeah, you're the
1: marketing guy. Can the you work on it?
0: you got a hat machine now, right? Oh, yeah, you got so, a hat machine. <laughs> just saying, like, you can churn out beer cans that say something on them, all lager or something. You could certainly... Like beer fairy Lager, I think is the next beer fairy logger. Maybe that you can make that the the pride. Not having it. Pride, make that for pride beer. We fairy are fairy actually Lager.
2: working on something for pride, so <laughs> yeah, not to give too much away, but absolutely.
0: Excellent. So we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, I'm I'm actually I want to talk though. So Bree and I went to. Uh, Jeremy didn't go because he's a, a jerk and doesn't love his wife. Yeah. Um, he didn't
3: go because his daughter's car blew up and he has to tow her to work. We'll, we'll talk about we'll that get too, to but that in a
0: minute. But we went to. So we got Bree and I got to go to the uh, chocolate cheese and beer tasting festival or event. It wasn't really a festival. It wasn't a festival. Uh, at you went to brewing. You have to excuse me. I got really drunk that night. I haven't been drunk in like three years, and I was lit by the end of night. I wouldn't moment. know about three years. I wish I would have been there. Um, well, you could. Well, come. you should we, have. We offered, and you decided not to I.
3: You could have been drinking Heather's beer. It's true.
0: That's what that's Chris did. True. He drank that's all that's my what, beer. That's what it did for me, as I just drank two people's worth of beer that whole night. Really good. Uh, Fun experience. Uh, I have in my fridge at home now a uh, crowler of... Uh, a cocoa nib beer they made just for that uh, Boy, event. It's good. It's really good. Was it a chocolate conspiracy that made it? Uh, cho- well, no, no, no. Well, Uinta made it oh, uh, well, with well, chocolate well. conspiracy's cocoa nibs. Because, you know, chocolate conspiracy, they've been doing some special stuff with them with a few of their beers. With the um, Baba, the What's Baba. That the one At Christmas time. Okay. And then
4: they did a cherry wine something.
0: Yeah, like with that just, yeah. that uh, winery down in, in Moab Lake or the Moab area I don't remember what it's called I oh, don't
3: know AJ couldn't remember it when we asked him either No,
0: no. <laughs> it, was a, it was a lot of fun um, met some new people um, and uh, uh, I've got uh, the Beehive Cheese Lady's card I need to give you Jess she's um, like totally
3: I have stoked it.
0: we'll see if it's the same Beehive Lady we will. But she was totally stoked after, because she sat and hang out with us for a while. So um, that was really fun. And who would have thought, like, beer, cheese, and chocolate would go together? But there were some pretty amazing combinations. All three <laughs> of all three, All, of all three of the beer guys just raised like, their hands. Beer goes with everything. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was actually really Especially fantastic, cheese. some yeah. of the stuff they did. So. <laughs> Jeremy's had a bit to drink. He can't uh, keep his microphone uh, on, the on the table. It's I'm my, on the crack oh, I see how I <laughs> I'm not on crack I'm
2: not even gonna touch that but, <laughs> I'm on. Uh,
0: but part of why Jeremy's crack was in pain he couldn't go to the uh, the event your daughter's car exploded. So yeah so Wednesday
4: I believe it was Wednesday. yes she, so so at the, t- at the time school's out I get a message and she says my car stopped. What your car stop so i call her and it we wasn't an out easy out thing like when my
3: daughter <laughs> forgets to turn her ignition off
4: and no cal-
1: the timing belt snapped and it broke the valves
4: well, i know yeah, so, so, i was so, teasing so, yeah so well so she so she so i call her i'm like what do you mean your car stopped she's like it's like i don't know i pulled out into the, into the intersection of the high school and it just stopped and i'm like well so are you still in the intersection she's like no some of the some of the guys pushed it off to the side so i'm like all right well let me come take a look um I get there and I, she had just gotten gas that day, so I'm thinking eh, maybe she got some bad gas somewhere. Maybe the a clogged fuel filter. Or that's fuel what you are hoping.
0: Let's be honest. Well, yeah, that's just what I'm hoping. hoping that's that what I'm hoping. Case.
4: So we got it. We got it towed over over to the, the Volkswagen Southtown, and and the next day, the the technician takes one look at it, maybe what two and a half minutes, if that, and he's like, "Oh, right, your timing belt broke."
0: That's crazy that a belt does all that damage, though, because I would think, like, a chain would really jack up your valves and stuff, but for a belt to do that... I guess it's that engine that... Particular model that engine. Anyway, so it
4: that's com- that's some poor fucking engineering, is it all I'm saying. Completely <laughs> messed up the whole engine. And this this car, it's a 2002. It has almost 200,000 miles on it. So they're like, oh yeah, about three thousand dollars to fix. That. I'm like, ah oh, no. So we sent it away <coughs> to the big parking garage in and- the
3: Yeah, we did that to two of the girls' cars last year too. I got a tax write off for those. So I've been
4: I've been carting the 17 year old to and from work all week. That's
0: fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like you don't work from home. So you Chris to- goes, right. Chris <laughs> goes. Can't
3: you? Can't? Can't they loan her a car? I said, okay. So here's her, her options: the truck. Who gives which a shit? I doubt she
4: can't drive a stick. That's the problem. Is your is car tra- stick too? The- Yep. The trucks to stick um, to. Absolutely. And there's no but way there's Heather's
3: no Heather's letting, her, her, letting th- her drive that van. No.
0: The brand new van? No. no. Heather's no. like, fuck no, this is mine. She doesn't even let drink she doesn't even like Jeremy drive I didn't the the
3: let van. Sean drive the my car, and it's not even new, until she went away to college. And she came back, and I was like, okay, you've now driven down to southern Utah. I feel safe enough to let you drive my car. But every time she leaves the house, I say, no drinking or drugging in my car. <laughs>
0: so i
2: we have that same policy here at the brewery i mean
3: (laughs) so i i went to do my
0: garden this weekend and i got my rose bushes and then it started raining and it didn't fucking stop for two days and so i didn't get any more of the garden done so i did get potato starts
4: this week and peas we're going to do peas again and so this weekend hopefully weather permitting potatoes and peas going in i did
2: bit early, though? No, not Uh, for for potatoes potatoes and peas. That's
4: right. So if you want, because peas are an early spring thing, so you'll harvest them in about June. And what we do is we do pumpkins. So we'll harvest the peas, and then I'll clear the spot, and I'll put pumpkins in, and they should be done in time for Halloween.
0: Jeremy's your urban farmer extraordinaire. No,
2: that's great. Yeah. We've got another... pretty Prolific farmer over here, too. Brian Erickson, our brewer, as well. So,
0: big urban farmer. Do you have your own bees? Because Jeremy's got, got his own bees, bees, bees. And chickens he's too.
2: got chickens.
0: Bees
3: bees. You have to talk into the microphone, yeah. He can. <laughs>
5: he's far away from bees it. Bees for a long time here, bees here, sure. like on purpose. Oh, you, we've had bees at uh, the brewery for quite some time. Oh, wow, we, we got rid of them a couple, after like Joe on purpose away. bees
4: or like a. Uh, yeah, infestation. No,
5: no, no, no actually, actual. Joe, like legit hives. bees. <laughs> our, our founder was way into bees. He had a couple of hives on the brewery on for, purpose. For about a year. Had some
0: at on home. Purpose. That might actually be the show title, by the way. bees. Pretty mommy? good title. <laughs> well, you see, you see
4: those news reports where some dude like I found a beehive in my car and it's like it infested the whole car. <laughs>
0: well, let me tell you. So the owner of my the owner like of my company. Uh, <laughs> so they, I like that voice. He bought this. He bought this giant military truck, right? The owner of the company, because he's got this big fucking ranch in in price and they move dirt and all kinds of shit. So it buys this big military truck. Well, the first time they drive it, it's full of fucking wasps. There's wasp nests in the engine compartment. So then, so then they they like, it's fine, it's up at the ranch, they clear out the wasps and then it gets a flat tire at some point this winter and uh, they go in and there's like all this fucking corn. He's got wild turkeys that he feeds up on his ranch and there's all this corn in the, bed like in the cabin of the truck and they're like what the hell and then the heater won't work so they finally get to a point where they can get to it and clean it out and everything else and it's it's full of fucking rats like the rats uh, have climbed into like the heater nice. box and like made home for the winter in the heater box in this truck <laughs> Nasty. so yeah i mean on purpose bees did you ever use honey in any of your brews with all the bees
5: Didn't get around to that.
0: Uh, Did they use it in the restaurant at all, or did you not produce that much? Uh,
5: He passed away before we were able to harvest the honey. So,
2: although some of the vegetables I think right from the garden out there were um, were utilized and absolutely.
5: Vegetables.
2: And actually, Brian, just quick plug, too, for our own uh, wine that we have uh, also Wait, been making have secretly. We do. <laughs> see, we have
3: a, now we do. that we, I'm we, on board with. So, what the hell? So
2: we, uh, again, all these vines out here that you start to see, they're going to be coming in uh, over the next month or so. Uh, Brian uh, was... Uh, Well, we were lucky enough to take some of those grapes, crush them down, make a little bit of wine, uh, which we still, let's just say, what is it, about four or five years now that that's been um, maturing, air quotes around maturing in uh, Brian's basement, loggering, if you will, right? (laughs) Wow. Touche. Touche. And, uh, but yeah, we've, we've worked with some of the local, the local product.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So I do want to talk about one other thing, because I saw, like, Jess, I don't talk about your cakes all that often. Um, Talk about them every week. I know. But this cake that you did this week, I assume you did it this weekend, where you took the the child's drawing. How old was the kid?
1: Uh, He was turning seven. So 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 this kid makes
0: a drawing of the cake that he wants which is just it's really shitty it's a seven-year-old kid's drawing um it's probably still better than i could do today but it's like this weird like red and it's got eyes and fucking robot arms and jess made the cake and it turned out so cute fantastic it was like the perfect real representation of his shitty six-year-old drawing (laughs) that you could possibly have so I, I thought that was fantastic and how cool would that be Thanks. for that kid to take like to see this cake that he it's drew cr- yeah come to life come to life and, and be a cake and that he could actually do eat it
3: yeah no he just looked at it hey look you know, it's like dying in, it's like dying in their house now because
0: it's just all sometimes you you do things like that and you're like this is too beautiful to eat
1: I do hear that a lot, but no, it was definitely. Eaten. But then, what's the point of it being a cake?
3: At least it wasn't a fucking yeah.
0: smush cake. Then That's she could just point. then
3: she could just put fondant over the top of cardboard, and nobody would ever know. Have you done that before? No. no. Why would she
0: do that for practice? Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't always have fucking. I cake. think
2: half of those cakes on those shows are just yeah cardboard. <laughs> cov- oh, it's cardboard not. True. It's cardboard cover with It's then. always yeah, rice krispie okay, treats. All right, April Fool's or cake. Fo- oh, yeah.
1: for, or foam like foam, foam figures.
2: Or foam figures, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: There you go. That's much better. Now Matt will actually pick him up. Uh, okay. So um, anything else happened this weekend you guys? For you guys at all?
4: No? Dead car? Nope. No. Potatoes, peas, we're good.
0: Okay. Good. <laughs> so now we're going to move on to events. And uh, we do have the Bohemian folks with us. Um, we're going to talk about a few other events first. Uh, and then we'll get to some special stuff that they want to talk about. Um, so, Jess, you can, I don't know, you can do shit. So the Holly Festival is... Is, just uh, you can do
1: shit And then he starts talking The
0: Holy Festival is this weekend, right?
1: Yeah, it's uh, on Saturday and Sunday And it's going to be awesome weather It's like mid-50s So it's going to be perfect to be yeah, there Yeah, it
0: was like fucking freezing three days ago And now it's 60 degrees Welcome to Utah
1: No, it's nice though Because like, I think it was last year It was so windy there And sometimes it gets really, really hot Because it's just open space And so, Did you have rain
0: a couple years ago too? Yeah, One of the, yeah, but we're in the middle of second spring, so it should be good.
1: Anyway, so that's down at the uh, Sri Krishna Temple down in Spanish Fork. Also, this weekend is the Ramen Fest at the Buddhist Temple. I feel like if you haven't gotten your tickets, it might be too late, but you can still check. Um, next weekend, is so we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but this year is the 150th anniversary of the Transcontinental Railroad. Um, In the middle of the United States. Middle of the United States. Mm -hmm. So so the Colton's bike. But they're doing a lot of really awesome events uh, leading up to it. Um, One which I'll talk about um, briefly. I'll touch on it more when it actually happens. But they're bringing uh, the big boy steam engine back through Salt Lake. Uh, So it'll start in Wyoming and then it'll come and it'll stay in Ogden for, I think, a week. Um, But if you haven't seen one of those steam engines running live, it's so amazing. So that'll be part of it. Anyways, this coming up weekend, they're doing a guided tour. Um, it's all day. It's $55. That includes your transportation. And they're going to be taking you to several different railroad towns that were important in that area, as well as uh, looking at some of the engineering that was really important during that time. Um, you can go to and Preservation Utah is who is putting it on. So you can go to preservationutah.org. Uh, also, coming up this week, uh, did you guys know that we had a, a Utah Folk Arts house? It's called the Chase Home Museum, and they're going to be doing uh European egg dyeing, which is awesome because we're here at Bohemian, and it's European, so um, it's free. Yeah, but is it Western European
0: or Eastern European egg dyeing? It's actually Eastern European. Yeah,
1: it's actually Eastern European. <laughs> okay, but
0: I want to say one other thing because you didn't let me interrupt you during promontory point, but those people down there really have nothing else going on in their life. Like this is, Oh, gold. I'm just saying like that sorry, part of Utah, this is, this is the big time of year for them.
1: North it doesn't matter <laughs> just so you know
0: <laughs> i see that's how much speaking, they got going on I don't, north, yeah. I don't even know where it's at that's how much they got going on like that's their one claim to fame they're like this is the biggest yarn ball in the world theirs is this is promontory. this is where they draw that golden spike well how about in the this? middle if of the you u.s
2: go to uh has anybody ever traveled to the spiral jetty you go through that promontory promontory I love Points, Jetty. it's cool state park and that's kind of on the way there, too, so you get to see some of that. Yeah,
0: if you're driving to Wendover, you'll see it on the right. Well, more or less. More
2: or less. <laughs> <laughs> actually, not more or less, but close <laughs> enough.
0: Yeah. Basically, the only reason you go there is if you're going to Wendover yep. and you decide to make a detour for some reason. you got to make a run to Lee's Discount Liquor.
2: I love hey, Lee's and, and Wendover.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me too, except for there. I out of a lot of stuff a lot of times. so yeah,
0: Go on Tuesdays. Just uh, don't go on the weekend, man. That's whenever I podcast goes out there. on Tuesdays yeah, should go say, on Monday's Wednesday. delivery day. Monday's delivery. Monday. Yeah, right. <laughs> so so okay. maybe maybe Wednesday. Just don't go on Friday because right. you're just you're never going to get the good stuff on Friday. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Maybe.
1: Anyway, so back to uh, Easter egg yeah, dying. dying. Nope, you're good. So, so it is Eastern th- European. It is Eastern European. Um, it is a free event. You just have to register through Eventbrite. Um, I'll post a link. Did you say um, Easter
5: eggs are dying? Yes, they yeah. are
1: dying. It's this time of year, you know. It's the problem
0: is the rabbits laying the eggs. They're just not laying as many as they used to. They got to lay a lot of eggs to produce for all the kids. And half of them are chocolate filled with all kinds of different things between peanut butter and cream and caramel, like marshmallow. <laughs> I, I just don't know how these rabbits have time to poop so many eggs for us to eat. And then we have to dye them. Like, that's the crazy part. It's because they're lazy. But
1: this one is cool because they use, like, wax and stuff like that to dye it. And so there's a lot of cool techniques. Um... One more event and I think they do this a couple times a year I think they do it in the spring and then like early fall but Cotapaxi who is a local company um, puts on a Questival. and what it is is a 24 hour adventure race throughout Salt Lake City. They give you different like uh, things right. that you have to complete
0: like Cotapaxi is really cool it's a great like kind of outdoor gear place but every time I hear the name all I can think is it's like a tampon. <laughs> kind of like yeah. it really like that's what the name Cotopaxi like instills in me is like feminine hygiene for some reason <laughs> for the, outdoors.
1: Sh- but, yeah, <laughs> for the outdoors, but yeah, but I for know that they're an ama-
0: they're they're really an amazing outdoor brand, but like every time I hear the word Cotopaxi, I'm like, oh, it's uh, OB. I think llamas. A llamas? Think of llamas?
5: No, like, they really are great. Yeah. We've actually hosted them here for yeah, uh, the Questival. Adv- uh, We've been uh, one of their checkpoints where pe- awesome. people come in, check in. They take some pictures uh, next have to one beer. of the tanks. Yeah, hopefully they have a beer if they're over twenty-one. Yeah, that's kind of the point, like, right? I feel like <laughs> April
1: fifth is still pretty cold to do twenty-four hours because most of these people are like sleeping in their cars or camping outside yeah. somewhere. Or like, I mean, they're still moving. Like, it's con- my friends have done it, and and so it's kind of like. Uh, what do you just call it, a scavenger it's hunt It's a crazy ish. scavenger hunt. You yeah. get points
5: for, like, depending yeah. on what you do, where you go. Like, people go down to Moab and camp out, and you get, like, 200 points, but that means you're not in Salt Lake crossing Doing the rest, yeah.
0: Honestly, I like Moab, though. It'd be a cool place to camp in April. It's probably warmer.
1: But you don't get all the points. So, anyways, if you right. want to do that, uh I'll post you. a link to it, and it's just a fun way to, like, get to know Salt Lake a little bit better and the things that are around Salt Lake. So, uh now we can talk about tour...
0: Torta Bruta. So this is not... You don't close down the streets around my house, so I can't fucking get out of my neighborhood.
1: Right? Well, so
2: Tor de Bruta, think about it. It's, it's bigger than... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's bigger than just the space around your house. I it's mean, It's bigger than you. Well, it I'm is. just saying, like, when, when this <laughs> yeah,
0: it when is. stupid tour to Utah comes, and, like, my neighborhood gets blocked off, and I literally can't leave my house for, like, 12 hours during the middle of the day. But Tor de Bruta, I should be leaving my house, right?
2: Absolutely. Um, Will tell us about what makes tour de bruta just such an amazing event
5: (laughs) ideally we'd get you out of your house for about 12 hours so
2: yeah absolutely
5: (laughs) this is a 10th year of uh putting on the tour de bruta um you know, it's kind of cool that that it's evolved as Utah or the you know Salt Lake City's evolved with uh, just the growth of new breweries and things like that. I mean, you know, when we started out, I think there was maybe about a dozen breweries, and this was a fun little pub crawl or less, yeah, yeah, maybe even less than that. You know, we had a few routes going, you know, from Uinta to Squatters to Red Rock, Desert Edge, etc. You know, some of those pioneers and. Um, now, you know, we're up to about 30 breweries in, in the state, or in, in, in about 20 of them just in town. So we're able to kind of expand the routes and, and create this fun uh, Utah-only pub crawl where we go from brewery to brewery. Usually each route consists of uh, three different breweries. You get a pint at each stop, and then we finish up with an after party.
0: So do you have the bicycle between them? Because I feel like that could be dangerous by the end.
5: You don't have to bicycle, but, uh, you know, that's kind of the fun surrounding the event. However, uh, this year we're putting together a route. um, Well, let me backtrack a little bit. We start at the Gateway, so Gateway has a couple of different bars, and um, they're willing to partner up with us uh, to do a walking route around the Gateway. Um, But anyways, uh, we're kind of trying to turn this into not only a pub crawl, but a Utah-only brewery beer
0: festival at the Gateway. A celebration
2: of Utah beers and really... um,
0: We we talk about Utah beers all the time because because of the way our liquor laws have been written traditionally we have um, we're ahead of the curve in terms of of craft breweries so um, a lot of places like Portland they're getting a lot of craft breweries now and they're making you know octuple hop fucking IPAs <laughs> um, but Utah's
2: copyright Brian Erickson yeah uh, brewer <laughs> Bohemian Brewery but
0: but, yeah. but seriously like Utah has been way ahead of that like. You guys have been around for what, 20 years now? Close uh, to like since two thousand one, so yeah, close so to. close to twenty years. I mean, we've got you went to Squatters, Red Rock, Desert uh, Edge. Desert Edge, some like, of
2: those original breweries. Yeah, these
0: guys have been around for for much, yeah. even much longer than our you friends
2: guys. right up the street, Roosters as well. They've Hoppers. been in Hoppers, Hoppers as well.
0: That's Jeremy's favorite restaurant. By yeah, way. absolutely. Oh <laughs> for some damn reason, yeah. <laughs> and Bohemian. Yeah, way better than Hoppers. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but but my my point is like we have a lot of really good breweries and. Part because of the way our liquor laws have been written they've, they've had to come in and fill this 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 void of, of beers and liquor stores. you know you guys are a prime example of a, a group that is creating beers that, that meet bit. liquor store standards well, it was or, taboo, or store standards.
2: right for so long and I think some of those early um, those breweries well let's talk about another uh, brewery that's since seen a resurgence that used to be, the brewery here and that was fisher brewery um you know a a long time to come back yeah a long time operating brewery in this in this region um and a lot of that industry was obviously shut down by prohibition never to really truly come back and so fast forward i mean it wasn't until obviously you have the, the founders of wasatch squatters um kind of being those leaders in a bringing about a resurgence of Utah breweries and not far behind are your, 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 your Uinta's Bohemian Desert Edge and a lot and Red Rock as well as some of those, you know, throughout the 90s i think was kind of the big resurgence
0: yeah but i mean you think yeah. about it like yeah but think about it like the 90s is the resurgence that was 30 years ago and and only it in the like last seems like the other
2: day to me man yeah, but, but i hear what you're saying but, that's but what i'm, I'm old. saying but only in <laughs> yeah. the last
0: 10 years <laughs> no. have, have craft breweries around yeah, the exploded. country really popped up Yeah. so utah's got a very rich tradition mm-hmm. in making really good i think deer. you go
2: into any market any state you're going to have and it's an interesting time um, again Incredibly dynamic time in the last five or ten years, but every state uh, in this in this nation has had those just handful of um, those guys that were just out there doing it. Whether they were legacy breweries that had been around, that had reinvented themselves post prohibition, or somehow um, there wasn't a fad around microbrewing or craft brewing or anything like that. There were the macro breweries. And then there were a certain amount of regional brewers. Sierra Nevada is a great example of you know, a Western American craft brewer that decided to, to take a chance. And and that inspired a lot of people in this region as well to build their businesses. But now we're lucky enough. And one of the reasons that the entire Tour de Bruta event exists and continues to thrive is the fact that it grows by the industry here growing. And also, there's a thirst that the audience and that our patrons have. They want to seek. They want to discover. They want to get out there. They want to ride their bikes.
0: <laughs> they, <laughs> that is an amazing thing That's yes, exactly. Like the number and, of bicyclists we have here is insane.
2: Yeah, it is. And so that's another, I mean, again, think about Utah, we're, we're very active outdoor culture we are extremely excited during the winter about our skiing we love our climbing we love our hiking we love our biking tour de bruta is an amazing uh, an event is that it captures a crossover where we have um that cycling community combining with the craft beer enthusiast and that explorer if you will which ties in brilliantly to i'm gonna let will take this our cosmic experience which is our 10th anniversary which ten, is ten uh,
0: years is pretty impressive, I'm yeah, it's a worry.
2: good start, right? It's out of this world it's out of this world um we well, uh we'd like to call it the close encounters of the thirst kind uh SpaceX is our tenth anniversary um it's on May fourth, May the fourth be with you, all those nice. puns, yeah, right <laughs> that's a Saturday, and we start and we finish at the
5: gateway, and currently. How many routes do we have right now, Will? We're looking about nine to ten different routes with uh, about thirty different breweries. In, in the
0: is it possible to hit all ten state. routes in one afternoon?
5: I <laughs> would not professionally recommend that. What
0: what, what if you Uber? As, as, the yeah, as, as, as long as you <laughs> sign the waiver, as long as you sign the liability release, <laughs> <and> then yeah.
5: <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But um, we're just super excited to take this like fun space theme, and you know people really are, are not are not only are encouraged to, but love to dress up for this event. And I mean, there's so many different angles you can take with the with the space theme, whether it be Star Wars, Star Trek, you know, any number of different alien, X, Firefly. Yeah, yes, I mean, there's so many you. different areas you can go as far as like dress up and, and the theme there and, and we've we've taken it pretty far as far as our route names and things like that like routes like Buzz Lightyear and Star- <laughs> Bar Trek The Next Generation and Mission to Bars. Mission and-
2: to Bars or how about this um, well, we've opened this up to if we want to talk about how interesting and dynamic that not only uh, brewing culture has become in Utah is that think about Areas like Ogden, um, right now, has uh, some of the hottest and most exciting new breweries that I think a lot of people don't have a just a
5: regular chance to get to.
1: Talisman, Talisman, yeah, awesome! Talisman I mean, is Roosters awesome. has just Roosters kind of done a rebranding
5: awesome. and a, you know they've uh, restructured their 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 brewing and their techniques and uh, you know they have I see a new building too, well.
1: don't they? They yeah. do.
5: Um, you've got Utah, Utah, um, and Cerveceria Zolupes which is also a
2: really exciting new, small, but dynamic.
1: Hop on the front runner with your bike. So... Bike through Ogden and come back. Jessica, it, you nailed
2: it. Journey to Planet Og is the name of <laughs> Tour de Bruta's route that goes to Ogden and...
0: And it's stabbing free this year. Yeah, so.
2: absolutely. What we're going to do is we're going to... Well, I mean, if you're from Ogden, you're you're welcome to... Stab
0: other people. Is well,
2: I mean, we're going to kind of <laughs> discourage light, right? that did type you, of
0: behavior. I mean, did you but... know? This is serious. Did you know that Al Capone said he would never go to Ogden, Utah, because it was too dangerous?
1: No, he wouldn't walk down the 20th yeah. street. Yet. Same difference. He was that may of have it.
2: been, a, I mean, we we touched on uh, Prohibition era earlier yeah. <laughs> today, but that, that absolutely is, uh, that's something I hadn't heard before. And I,
0: that's a real thing. That's we're going to let
2: thing. the historians kind of uh, hash that out. Odden but. is not
0: like that anymore. It's no longer got crime rates that rival LA. So.
2: Well, what we're excited They've cleaned about, up the streets. They have. And what we're excited about and is. install breweries. Yeah, and bringing people down to the gateway to begin and join us as their starting point. You'd be able to hop on the Front Runner, take a trip, a journey to the Planet Og, cruise around up there, check out some of those new breweries, I come back down. I just
0: got it, Planet Og. I Yeah, totally you just got it? just <laughs> got it.
2: Wow. <laughs> it took him a minute, right? <laughs>
0: don't, don't worry, I'll call myself out when I'm being dumb. No,
2: that's okay. I mean, part of the fun every year that Tour de Brewtop brings is um, us embracing a, a different
5: theme and... Obviously it's um, also embracing the brewery culture. I mean yeah. that's what it's about. We we want to pay it forward to all the brewers you know, do do everybody solid and, and get people into their bars and to their breweries and trying their beers because there's, I mean, so many people in Utah that don't realize like what a rich brewing culture that we have yep. here.
4: Well, it's nice to see everybody working together instead of an us them. It's a working.
1: That's together. That's
4: one of the
2: most important yeah. parts about it. It's
1: a beer collective.
2: <laughs> it is. It
4: well,
0: really I mean, that's is. that's one of the things we see in the podcast world too. Like, there are tons of podcasts in the state of Utah, and there's space for everyone. I mean, look. Look, Talisman is not going after the customers that, that, you guys go after because guess what they're 45 minutes away and people don't drive 45 minutes just to get a beer most of the time
2: but even if they did i would we would proudly put a tap of ours next to theirs and say like what they are doing if we're going to talk about heritage brewing or some really unique um you know brewing practices that are important to them it's as it's as much and as it's as, as important as our heritage is to us and both of those taps, if they're side by side, will tell a different story, yeah. and that's why it's it's an absolute community in that sense that we absolutely embrace all. When of
0: you got to support each other, yeah. Because if one of you fails, it's not like everyone else like magically wins. No, no,
2: it's not about that. It's it's absolutely about that rising tide that rises all ships. To use a you know, Amen, brother. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay well i think uh let's
2: if we could plug a couple more details about the tour de bruta uh, 2019 edition the 10th annual um again the date of tour de bruta is may 4th that's saturday we are going to be starting from and returning to the gateway in downtown salt lake city um, our tickets will go on sale on April 2nd that's next Tuesday, it's Tuesday yeah. <laughs> again read into that what you will April 2nd is when our tickets thought, will I, go on sale I thought it was April 1st uh, yeah, what? I don't know there may be some promotion <laughs> around that but um, I, how don't be foolish I completely... don't be foolish but maybe Utah uh, podcast <laughs> listeners will be some of the
0: first to uh, get in on that I, I just definitely don't understand why April 1st has just fucked everyone's Yeah, I know, right?
5: Think. It just, it throws a
1: Can't take anything seriously like, uh, uh, You're not really selling tickets that day. Oh, I know. Yeah,
0: like, I mean, just, I would be curious to see what ticket sales look like on April 1st. 5th, <laughs>
2: well, let's just say we may or may not offer something and that's all you hear from us right now. But the most important thing to take away right now about Tour de Bruton the 10th edition in 2019, is that We are creating not only an opportunity for our patrons to voyage or journey around to all of our incredible um, brewers and and brew pubs or microbreweries around town, but we're also creating a festival at the Gateway that is available even if you do not participate in the ride. We encourage everybody to come down. It's an all-ages event. You're able to bring your family down. It's not just geared towards those who have ridden in the festival. We have a representation of many, if not almost all, of our breweries that are destinations that you can go to as part of Tour de Bruta. If you can't ride for whatever reason, we encourage you to come down to the Gateway and spend some time with us from noon to 8 p.m. Free admission.
5: All so, ages. All
2: ages, and we're just down there at the gate where we're having a good time. People are going to be coming and leaving, going out on the routes, coming back, but ultimately we have food, we have beer, we have some great live entertainment, and we're in a great location down in Salt Lake City, in downtown Salt Lake City, that is conducive to all, you know, a great festival
5: environment, so...
0: And you guys guys have something going on right after that, too, right?
5: We do. I'll let Will talk about this. Yeah, real quick, back to Tour de Brutas. Sorry about that. Um, You'll have an opportunity to try beers from 25 to 30 different local breweries. 10 to 15 of them have just popped up in the last year, so it's a great opportunity to... You know, expand your palate you like and beer. try some, some new local breweries. So anyways, uh, Lagerpalooza, uh, <laughs> segue back over there back to that the next day. <laughs> um, this is, what, our fourth year, fifth year of uh, F- Lagerpalooza? Year. Sorry, I'm, time flies when you're That's having right. fun. <laughs> um, is our kind of homebrew, uh, lager brew competition that we pair up with Salt City Brew Supply. Um, Salt City Brew Supply has a store just up the street on, uh, 9th East in Fort Union and another one in Ogden called Ogden City Brew Supply and I don't know that address off the top of my head. Great guys though. i um, encouraging people to, uh, you know try their hand at, at brewing you know giving them the opportunity to learn and uh provide you know the the malt and hops and etc sorry giving salt city a little plug there um to to start Absolutely. this homebrew hobby um but we've been uh fortunate enough to pair up with those guys the last few years and uh create this homebrew competition where folks are able to brew their lagers and have them judged by a community of uh, brewers and uh, local enthusiasts and uh you know get some feedback on their beer we we award uh each of the beers in, in different styles uh, bronze silver and gold medals uh, we do a best of show where uh, that brewer is uh, given the opportunity to brew his beer on our uh, commercial system um, and uh, brew a small batch of that beer um, for sale to the public so we've been pretty excited about that uh, this year we're brewing uh, we've brewed a baltic porter which was last year's best of show winner and we'll have that available at uh, this event on may 5th and uh, this is kind of a home brew uh, professional brew, not only competition but gathering festival where we uh, we allow some home brewers to come out and not only uh, showcase their beers but do some brewing demonstrations for you know potential would be home brewers to to maybe see how the brewing process uh, goes down. Um, network with some home brewers, network with uh, some of the owners from the home brew supply uh, company, and uh, maybe you know find a new hobby find uh, find out what what makes uh, brewing awesome
4: well today 's hobby brewer could be tomorrow 's biggest sale
2: it 's true <laughs> well i mean that 's actually no joke we uh, last year 's winner. <laughs> helped us um not only is now currently an employee of bohemian brewery and he's a shout out to sasha Taddy. yes shout out to sasha uh, we'll, oh,
1: that's your Negro, huh?
2: We, yeah, that's kind of part of it. Yeah, a little oh, bit of it. Yeah,
1: nice. she means
0: Cerveza Negro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Absolutely. <No>. <laughs> Easy. Just
0: Throwing Easy. that out there in case any of you. I didn't read into that anything racist. other
2: than what than what you just oh, said. Thank you. Yes. No. Uh, honestly, the, the development of our Cerveza product owes to last year's winner being um, brewing a product that was a pre-prohibition lager that brought an ingredient into this brewery that we hadn't worked with before, and our brewers were able to take that corn, which Brian talked about earlier, talking about how certain um, geographical locations will force you into different ingredients that you didn't normally uh, have access to. In this case, uh, the Lagerpalooza contest brought us not not just our brewer, Sasha Tati, but also experimentation with that particular ingredient which now we have turned into a couple variations of that cerveza product and our brew cerveza negro yes absolutely <laughs> well again playing on the we have cerveza a cerveza what <laughs> the cerveza what you know a negro modelo style of a darker style of a cerveza beer and uh, it's just been a lot a lot has happened uh, to us that's 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 brought new techniques, new people in, new ingredients in, and it's changed and led us to an evolution a little bit too. So we're really excited about that. It means a lot.
0: That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So I, I got to gotta be honest with our listeners. Um, I've been way too fucking busy to pay attention to watch news this week. Um, so I don't know what's in our news pile. <laughs> I know there's some stuff that happened. Um, But I saw a couple things in here that I think is probably more appropriate than news that I'd like to look at. Um, the 10 crazy Guinness World Records held in Utah, I think is probably good. Just because the picture on the front, the balloon guy picture um, makes me interested in what the fuck this is. <laughs> so maybe we should do that instead of news is kind of my point. Yeah, we're running short on time. So let's go through this because it's fun.
5: Just check in with Colbert for all your latest news.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Colbert or uh, 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 Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah. Yeah, pretty exactly. good. Samantha Bee, if you want some good feminist commentary. Or, Quit uh, moving that. No. Or Jim Jeffries is also a great show. <laughs> if you want to hear an Australian's point of view. Um, so he, I
3: He's American now.
4: <clears throat> so this first one is the largest modeling balloon sculpture by an individual.
3: Okay. It's a
4: dog. I think it's a wiener dog, but not a July balloon. July well, twenty fifth, twenty
0: fifteen. Sixty five feet long, thirty five feet high, and twelve feet wide, all out of balloons. Go Utah.
5: That's corn on the cob trying to look like a dog.
0: Yeah, I gotta <laughs> agree with you. I did not I did not get it. It looks like wicker.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, he put it together at thanksgiving point
0: uh so what's the next one uh, there's lots of space there largest scavenger hunt so i don't know some scavengers hun- utahs fucking love scavenger hunts i don't i mean i don't really get it like they're a pain in the ass to set up too so you could
5: turn that into like a mass murder i think
0: i <laughs> had a few of those here that's all i'm scavenger
5: hunt into this pit
0: Uh, Most living figures in a nativity scene, like how long did they stand there is my question. So, December 2014, participants in Provo set the Guinness World Record for the most figures in a living nativity with 1,000. How do you a thousand fucking people did not go see some dude born in a fucking manger? There's no way a thousand people showed up for that shit.
3: That's not the point. Were, how most drones, of this
0: stuffs happening in Provo? Were though. they
5: dressed up as like cows and shit? Donald Trump had the largest attendance for his inauguration. <laughs> how is that an, an unbelievable that a thousand people wouldn't show up to the nativity scene?
0: Oh, man. I like this guy. I like this guy. The largest world search? Isn't that a word search? Word search. So how big was this thing? 51,000 letters. Holy shit. That's really big. How many words did they find?
5: Seven. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but it was on a largest scale
2: <laughs>
3: It was printed on a 10 oh, foot by 15 and a half foot poster
4: 51,000 letters
3: but like I can't <laughs> find the word I think
5: that's the big fuck you If you have like like a small amount of words to find on such a huge <laughs> Massive forever.
0: That would take a lot to f- actually figure out how to do To figure out how to do five or 51,000 letters And only have like 10 words available It'd be rough And I would be so pissed If I was Are you FF rough
3: Or R-O-U-G-H rough <laughs> You R-O-U- have to find
0: it to know <laughs> Yeah And there's no way With 51,000 letters uh, Longest. Okay, this
3: next one is disgusting
0: Longest fingernails On a pair of female hands ever That is that's really gross That's
3: so gross Just clip
0: your fucking nails You disgusting pig. How do you do things Like uh, wipe What You see this little girl Hey You see this little girl In the picture Her wiper her, You see her daughter Yeah that's why she was born because she was born before the nails really got going, and then, the, then she's like, Well, I got this daughter, so. Um, like, how do you do anything?
5: Eat? Well, it ain't good for nothing else. Might as well grow out these fingernails. Yeah. Comb your
4: hair. T- thrive, anything. Hey.
0: Shelly, get in here. I need you to wipe my butt. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just. Long, largest tonsils? How's that a fucking thing?
3: I don't know. My tonsils are pretty big. I can't there, really see in the black Is there a, a white picture of but... them? Yeah, that but is, I can't really tell.
0: did not come out well in the printing. The black yeah, and black and white didn't, didn't push it. But. The largest game of Follow the Leader. The, let me guess, Provo? See, the thing is, like, the majority of these
5: are, like, who has the largest ward? Who has the largest ward? Let's get together and play Simon Says. I mean,
0: none of these none of these are as, okay, the dog thing like the balloon animal was impressive. I said stop moving that. I can't help it. The balloon animal was impressive, but it's not the largest ball of yarn. That balloon animal's just gonna pop and and lose itself. The largest ball of yarn, that shit doesn't get smaller unless there's a giant, like, saber-toothed cat playing with it. Yeah,
3: right? The largest gathering of people wearing only underpants? Largest
0: gathering of Simon Says or Game of Simon Says probably also in Provo. Let's see.
3: Well, I know, but we kind of semi-talked Maybe about Cedar
5: City. Boys. Mm-hmm. that.
3: That was in Cedar?
0: Yeah, Cedar City. 12,000 people. Uh, largest gathering of people. <laughs> was this the Great Underwear Run in Salt Lake? Uh, yep, Galloway, yeah, Center I think to the Salt so. Lake City yeah, that was yeah, probably Yeah,
5: Underwear yeah, run. run. September yeah. 24th, 2011. That was,
0: uh, that was a good day to be a single dude creeping on women. <laughs> uh, the large... The longest continuous car skid. What? <laughs> how, do they, like, how do they come
3: up with this shit to measure it? That doesn't make any sense. Somebody thinks they did something cool. They asked somebody to measure it. Nobody else has measured it before. Nobody's Band, recorded it. Exactly. Of, the yeah.
5: salt well, o- yeah, of course it was at the it. salt
0: flats. Is it really a skid on the Salt Flats, though? I'm yeah. pretty
5: sure we have the longest podcast in Midville at a brewery right now.
0: Mm-hmm. World record. We're pretty close. We're pretty close. I mean, yeah. I don't know Two how more minutes other... and
5: then we've covered it. And the yeah. largest brewski tanks ever assembled
2: in one brewery In at con- time. continuation. In continuation. i got to be
0: honest, yeah. they're also the only brewski tanks, I think. So. <laughs> well, that's what I just
3: said. That's how you started them. Just
5: like the only hot corn
0: the only like 12,000 person Simon Says game yeah
3: <laughs>
0: all right today we are not in the basement uh, in the studio we are actually at Bohemian Brewer we are joined by uh, Kelly Schaefer with a SCH uh, and then uh, Brian Thanks, Erickson um, not spelled like the phone. A
3: R-I-A-N yeah, not like Ryan with a B
0: yeah <laughs> Not not like some bitch. Exactly. <laughs>
6: <Right>? <laughs> or something like that. So I
4: just gotta say before we get started, we we've been s- anxiously setting this up for months. Jess has been working hard, so we're super excited to be here.
0: In Especially since I've had some beer uh since we've been here. And this and has been a, in shit, a hey? And in yeah. a real glass. Well, I mean this was a uh, a section twenty six uh home brew. By the way, that competition is probably still one of my favorite days of of, of the season because it's the home, home opener
6: homebrew opener is a kind of a quintessential day of anyone's year i would hope it's, it's awesome
0: how that's metamorphosed too like it used to be just a few dudes and now like we have fucking people coming in from all over the place that aren't necessarily even soccer fans and with amazing bruce wasn't that last week or was that this upcoming no, it was it's like, like a three month, weeks ago. Month ago dude. Talk, okay.
6: yeah. Well, I know we It talked, used to oh, be like there was only Christmas and Easter, and now you got like Christmas I know, and it's Easter. Just, just messing with me. What? And like Black Friday and Homebrew Home Opener. We yeah. talked like about all it. this those other those shit most to worry about. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we talked about it, but see, in, podcasts, in podcast life, you go week to week. So we talked about it like two episodes ago. So in my mind, it was like two days. Nah, ago, dude, it was, but, yeah, it was like a month ago. ago. And,
6: but yeah, we talked about it. Space time continuum. Yes. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um so but but we're here at the Bohemian to talk a lot about their beer, maybe a little bit about their restaurant. Uh Brian, you're the, the head brewer here. Yes. And I found out uh that Brian and I grew up a good twelve miles <laughs> apart, which was a fucking like an amazingly long drive back you when we could I was be a brothers. Kid. Worlds apart. <laughs> no, we couldn't be. <laughs> Knowing your mom, it's possible. First off <laughs> <laughs> so Dad.
3: I would think it would Dad? be more along the dad's line. Yeah. Dad mom,
0: look my mom didn't <laughs> fuck. My mom didn't have a bunch of kids like my dad did. Yeah, that was all (laughs) my dad. Wrong, 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 wrong route. (laughs) Do you remember? Is the sand still there in Rock Springs that Chinese restaurant? I think
6: they might have got shut down, but it's my childhood.
0: Or like Lou's diner, the other childhood restaurant that had the. I remember Lou's had the like the full trout. They would serve you like a full trout, sweet fresh (laughs) caught trout. It was good.
6: I think lose is still there. I
0: don't know. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. has little jukeboxes at each table that take quarters still. I mean, well this moved. was, look, this was like 20 fucking years ago the last time I was So it was one they had the smoking and not quite so smoking section? Uh, no. With,
6: with the, like, cigarette jukebox, like, yeah. at the door, like, where you could get s- oh, yeah. some new oh, Yeah, like, A
0: yeah. couple quarters. No, yeah. I, I think that half the restaurants in Wyoming still have those. Yeah. Like, the little vending machines with, like, the drop things.
6: Don't tread on me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so anyway, we we found out we grew up not only at the same time, but like literally ten, fifteen. So miles that's not apart. Eskimo brothers, but what would you call that? That's um, kind of like this. I mean, we grew up in Miami, well, so it's kind of like it's been shit. long enough
6: now that we can be buddies, like. We're honestly yeah. bigger, better We've stuff. But the, like, the if, you, if you if you ask us both, like, twelve years ago, nah, no, no. fifteen years ago, definitely well, honestly,
0: not. twelve years ago, I still didn't give a shit about high school. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> like nineteen nineteen late nineteen nineties nineteen ninety nine, I was like, okay, high school's good, I'm done. I like fucking dropped yeah. off the planet. Didn't talk to any people from high school. We have our ten year reunion, and everyone was like, I feel old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say you are home, because I have to go home to you. Jeremy's old can though. That's <laughs> all good. Anyway, well, that's, considering
3: I had a child in 1998,
4: yeah, you graduated from high school.
3: No, I didn't. Not
4: <laughs> you, him. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That's all right, dude. You don't even in high, what were you in high school? Yes. In <laughs> 98? How fucking young do you think I am? <laughs> no, I'm just checking.
6: <laughs> I was thinking about high school at that point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. we um, I ingress? Yeah, we're not here to talk about where I grew up. Slightly. Because I, f- I fucking hate Wyoming, so. Um, but we are here to talk about beer. Um, mm, and and I'm actually. We can all agree on. I'm curious. Right? So now I know Brian's origin story. I don't know how your parents conceived you, but I think we can skip yours.
6: I think we all know how they conceived me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sure, Point. I don't
3: know. I wasn't conceived in the natural way, That's so true. I'm not true. judging. All
6: right. She's like Madonna. Good call. It's 2019. Yeah. Well.
0: Absolutely. Uh what what about you? Uh Kelly, how are you conceived? <laughs> Is the same way as Brian?
2: Well, I'm sure a certain amount of alcohol may or may not have been involved, <laughs> but nonetheless, uh
4: More appropriately, where are you from? Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, not from around here, but around here. But lucky enough at a certain point in time to have met up with uh, Mr. Erickson over here and fortunate enough to call him a pretty good friend after a lot of years of working on a lot of pretty interesting um, things together. And
0: Brian, do you, I, I just got to know are you on the same wavelength? I know.
1: Do you think as he's yeah. a pretty good friend too? Because he's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> probably a lot of friends.
6: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, I'm just making sure because I don't want him to, like, oversell something. We're <laughs> best no. <Look, as> friends. <laughs> yeah,
2: whatever. This love is true. It is. Well, who's sitting here with you guys today? I mean, true. you know, That's come true. On. No, but uh, honestly, um, having spent a lot of time in my life in Utah here and lucky enough in my professional life to have been able to intersect that with... What Brian has been doing here at Bohemian for quite some time, fortunate enough to have been given a um, kind of a, an upbringing, a, 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 a foundation of European, Central European, Czech, Bavarian lager brewing kind of heritage. That came from our founder Joe Petrus. I'm actually going to give Brian uh, a, an opportunity to talk about where how Bohemian started, how it came to be, and what some of those first beers were, and that that unique process that Joe. Well, didn't Joe? I mean, this could be kind of an urban legend, but he more or less came over here with the yeast, kind of smuggled out <laughs> of Czech Republic in his in his jacket, right? <laughs>
6: I mean, I don't think Joe came <laughs> the day he came with yeast for Bohemian, but um, there is something to that. Um, what what when Joe and Joe and Helen are founders? Well, yeah, um, I was
0: gonna say Joe and Helen are the people who created the. Bohemian. Yeah, yeah, so
6: Joe and Helen Petrus are the founders of Bohemian. Thankfully, um, and they Joe and Helen fled the Czech Republic. Or the Czech Republic, or Czechoslovakia. Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So correction. when when was this all? time frame early 80s yeah. i you know back then call your local historian yeah, and, or call <laughs> yeah. I, 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 you know i don't know those details but it, i i want to say 1983 the year you, i was born if
0: you mm-hmm. don't know say. if you don't know the history of that region just go look it up there's like i mean you look up czech republic czechoslovakia yugoslavia like all that shit has been in turmoil for 50 years
6: you know, it's it's an interesting thing because nowadays we, we hear a lot about um, immigration in America and it's all about like Mexico. But I mean,
0: that's at, not where at, we get at, most of our immigrants. In but the I
6: mean, <laughs> yeah, everyone immigrated from somewhere. From and Joe and Helen are uh, an incredible example of like people that came here from a with from some a yeast from in a, their pocket from the <laughs> tough...
0: dream and some yeast <laughs> no no actually it was kind of like firephone goes west but with yeast yeah i
6: mean no. like left not a american tough place ever. and made the best of it like everyone did at some point point. and that's honestly you know that's kind of like the american dream or whatever you want to make it but um and so that was a long time this, ago
4: but why utah why why why
6: well because when you come here you don't get a choice where you go and my understanding is that they
2: were Put here, you know.
6: Mm.
0: Gotcha. Um, yeah, when you're a refugee oh, gotcha. that from war, like we talked to Dash, you just go. Like they they assign you, a or place. you know
2: somebody, you have a sponsor. Essentially, my fam family came here in a similar way. Uh, a lot of people ask us all the time, "Why Utah? Why'd your Why'd your family come over here?" And, and we were like, they knew somebody, somebody vouched for them, somebody had a couch for them to crash on, and. And then all of a sudden you wind up, you know. So where that's you do. how you
0: ended up in Utah. Yeah, absolutely. In <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's like it's it's funny because like remember, was it uh, what hurricane was it in, in Houston area? Was it Katrina?
2: Well, Katrina was, was uh, New Orleans. No, that was
0: New Orleans. Yeah. But there was what was the one in Houston, like around the same time, like maybe a year later. Well, we had a whole bunch of people come here from there because they couldn't well, go Katrina's back to their Katrina
3: had people come here. It's that's,
0: that's true, and yeah. they've just never left because yeah. this is a lot better than fucking New Orleans. I think
2: New it was Orleans. Harvey, right? That was yeah, that's
0: yeah. it, Harvey, Harvey. But like, if you're if you're living in New Orleans, first off, you're fucking insane because you're just gonna <laughs> get hit with another hurricane. I'm telling you, it's we'll rebuild, we <laughs> yeah, <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> Um, But but people come here and and it's not just like, you know, migration within the United States, but it's it's migration from all over the world. You know, there's a lot of reasons to be here, um, none of which are the president right now. So we won't talk about that. Don't go there. <laughs> Too soon, man. <laughs> so, so Kelly, what brought Why you... Why didn't you do oh, that on
1: the mic? You should have just opened open your can, can beer, on the mic. Right on yeah. Me. I'll open the next well, one. Well, there's,
0: yeah. there's a magic beer fairy somewhere yeah, that picks right. up glasses, and I'm expecting them to come back full in a little
2: bit. How about this? Just for effect.
0: There you go. There That's exactly go. what we want to hear. So, there's a girl that
3: good. opens a, I don't know, like a Dr. Pepper or something every single morning, and my friend Nancy goes, pop that beer <laughs> every single morning. <laughs>
4: So what brought you, Kelly? What, what, I want to get back to the history, but I want to know what got you to Bohemian.
0: What was your path?
2: This guy right over here, Brian Erickson. Yeah.
0: Look. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a beer fairy. Did you see what he's wearing, by the way? He's a Juan oh, Diego. Oh, Juan parent. Diego. Juan Diego beer fairy. That's
3: where my That's where my girls graduated from. My let's, old let's, children.
2: Let's give a quick shout out to... Will Glain,
0: The beer fairy. Will Glane. The beer fairy. What can we say, what can we,
2: yeah, what can we say about Will that hasn't been said about Will?
3: He likes basketball, which, yep. I don't know, does not vote well for the yep. Juan Diego thing.
0: But <laughs> <well>, see. <laughs> so he, I mean, other than saying he's a fairy, he's a good dude, right?
2: He Will, is. What, yeah.
0: What's wrong with yeah. being a fairy? Nothing if okay. you're bringing beer. You're
4: bringing beer. <laughs> <laughs> Can't complain ever about that and wear whatever you want, do whatever you want.
2: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you will always be known as. You're so you
0: know. so uh, so, Bohemian. They came over. Um, they did. They just come straight to Utah, or were they stuck so, in the East? Or? Yeah,
6: no, it wasn't a direct route. They they um, skipped around. I think they originally sent to Paris wound up coming here. If you didn't know, there's actually a really large, awesome Czech community in Utah.
0: Um, If if you look at any
6: community, you know, like when a community um, goes to America, they often go into like certain cities. So, in America, if um, I know another, like Jersey huge...
1: City is really like heavy Brazilian, like Rio de Janeiro. Right.
6: So there's all these examples, but um, Chicago has a massive Czech community. But Salt Lake City, people don't know this, but they have one of the other largest, most awesome Czech communities. Well, that's
0: right, that's I think right. around. So yeah, um,
6: Joe a... and Helen just wound up here, but they and they did a lot of other things for a long time. They owned other success, another successful restaurant joe's in the tile business you know like they they kind of like earned their keep here before they ever started this place and this place was always their dream but it wasn't it wasn't some easy thing it didn't fall into their hands they didn't just come here and start bohemian they they you know they they scratched and clawed and they built this place and they when they opened it it was a huge point of pride and um I hope we maintain that now you know like it's it's an awesome place and we're lucky to have it we're lucky to have that community and these people and um i don't know i hope we make them proud as we carry it forward
0: so are joe joe and helen no longer with us
6: joe's not helen is helen's just up the hill here but um yeah helen helen retired a little while ago and they sold the brewery to some other um great local restauranteurs and businessmen and um, nothing's going to change you know things are going to get bigger and better but we're not going anywhere you they, bought, they, bought it with, they bought it with great intentions and everyone here is pretty, pretty determined to that,
0: move it forward and upward you know that's always good to hear and based on the size of the shit that's in this room alone <laughs> It's like impressive. I don't think you guys are going anywhere anytime soon. So
2: no, we're kind of uh, we're kind of invested at this point. So. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like you, I
0: feel like you might be running out of space if I'm not not kidding myself here.
2: It's pretty tight. Uh, Will over here helps us actually balance out. It's a it's a dance, right? And so the the entire um, the logistics uh, surrounding that are something that is a daily.
0: Well, it's not, I mean, it's like you were saying. You have to get as a as a beer manufacturer that cans. You have to get a full truckload of each can for it to be worth buying. Pretty right. much. So then, you know, I don't see any semis out there, so you got to fucking store those
3: somewhere.
6: Yep. <laughs> they're, they're, all they're all around us up there. And we, we There's have cornhole up there too. We have a big semi trailer <laughs> right there behind us that you can't see. All over by, by Walgreens. There. We got shit everywhere. We got shit all over the Valley. Yeah.
3: <laughs> by the
0: way, if you guys have never been, if you've never been to the Bohemian, uh, you should come. It's, if you've never been by it, it's just behind the Walgreens on Seventy Second and and State, um, and the restaurant is fantastic. If you want good like Eastern European food, really more like I I don't know what would you classify it as German fare, maybe.
6: I like to call it Central European soul food. It's
0: it's fantastic. So schnitzel and. Schnitzel,
6: pierogi, goulash, pierogies, oh, so broth. Good. How about this chicken paprikash? Didn't come here for your birthday a couple
0: years ago, Jeremy? Yeah, we came here for my birthday too. I've only been here for a.
6: Schweinshaxen. It's this
0: That's is this is one of my favorite restaurants. Like, because there's not honestly, from a restaurant perspective, there's not a lot of competition in this space. Right There's not a lot of... Well, we uh, used to have Hooters across the street, but... Yeah, that
1: was I mean, those super competitive. Oh, but now it's a cream barbecue. I don't
0: know. The brewers from this place
2: sure love their tater tots over there, from what I've heard. <laughs> they used to make a mean tacho. They made a
1: bit. They had a good grilled ham and cheese. So, look, if
0: you, if you take the chicks over there, if you take the Hooter girls a beer, the tachos are a lot cheaper than if you go buy them from... <laughs> exactly. That's what it is, right? It's just the it's the nachos. No, uh, yeah, nachos. Yeah. Tater, Tater tots made into nachos. Tachos. Do you need yeah. me to make you some? I can I can work on that.
6: Yeah. What Tater a- tot style <laughs> nacho food products.
3: Yeah. The canned cheese and everything, probably. I think I'll just stick with the curry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the the restaurant's fantastic and the best thing about the restaurant is you can get all their beers at the restaurant, right? All of them. So, because you can only get a handful of them at the store, right?
6: Depends what store you're at.
0: <laughs> so, what stores carry the biggest variety?
2: Um, I think that uh, probably Harmons and uh, is is and Whole Foods are great partners locally. Uh, Smiths, Maverick, uh, all Associated Food Stores, and a number of uh, other retail outlets do it. So, any-
0: pretty much every place in the valley.
2: Yeah, that's I kind of pretty much just <laughs> named everything that's around, but. Uh, you know, those are
0: those not are, Rancho Market though. Fuck those guys; they have not participated. <laughs> well, hold up. Uh, we have
2: uh, well, Cerveza Mexican Lager that's coming out um,
0: and I saw, very soon. I saw that barrel over you there. That's, that, that Cerveza Negro. I'm and pretty
1: sure you have it on a hat. at our basement too.
0: Your what? hat? Do it?
1: Yeah. yeah. The logo's Doing. on the hat. Our hats. Absolutely.
0: Oh, that's the that's, a, that's a cerveza. That's yeah. right. Well, that's
2: kind of how we met uh, Jessica initially, yeah. is that we were <laughs> I was able like, to. like,
1: give me those hats. Yeah. She
2: came up and visited us at the uh, City Weekly Best of Utah party, and we were out there with our little hat machine, which is one of our shameless marketing tactics to.
1: It's <laughs> rad. You guys yeah. get make the hats Yeah, right there. absolutely.
2: We make them right for you right there.
0: and It also means you don't waste nearly as many hats. No, I mean.
1: <laughs> true. You get control Absolutely. Product.
0: You know, I know. I tell the guests this all the time, but you got to talk into the mic too, Jess.
1: I know. You <laughs> oh, she's like, we've been doing away. pretty 148 so far, episodes. I even, I even scooted my my <laughs> keg in, but it and then doesn't she matter. Back and
0: she's like, you know, back in the day, you know? <laughs> I'm going to talk, and no one's going to be able to hear me. um So I, I am curious. Like, how do you, how do you come up with the different beers that you guys create? Because you have some staples, right? So like. Like I said, the the Viennese is is actually my favorite of your beers, um, and you have some other staples. But how do you come up with new brews when you decide on new brews?
6: Well, at Bohemian. I think what makes Bohemian unique is that we're 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 not always chasing the new trend. Like what makes Bohemian Bohemian is that we're trying to do something which isn't new. It's very well defined and. Nice. Uh, <laughs> you know it's it's been around a long time, and we're trying to put our we're trying to make put our best foot forward and do our best job at it, but we're not trying to rewrite the books you know so we're, i don't whereas whereas most breweries are chasing every new thing there's a million new things, and there'll always be a new one, and they'll always have everyone else will always have a new thing, and it's not right or wrong. I'm not here saying I don't like that. I'm a brewer. I'm a beer guy, and I love all those beers. But, yeah, but, when but guys... what makes Bohemian special is that we are trying to do something that people have been doing for a long time, and we're trying to do it very well, very fucking well, right?
0: I think you do a good job. No yeah. uh, no quadruple, triple hop, no IPAs hate
6: it's there's nothing against hops we love hops but we use like all our beers are made with hops but we use a certain hop and a special hop and we're using that hop because we're trying to do something very in particular you know there's nothing against hops nothing against malts there's not like that's what makes beer beautiful is the infinity of it there's that's, no rights yeah. no wrongs ales lagers r- you know like th- this is what it's all about like I mean, but you guys, there's there's different strokes for different folks. And everyone, like, nine out of ten people are going to chase the same thing. But Bohemians here are trying to do Bohemian. We're just trying to do Bohemian. And it's something that people have been doing for a long time. But we're trying to, like, and other people will laugh at it, you know. People will say, oh, you're making a fucking Pilsner?
1: Yeah, but they shouldn't oh, because you cool. guys... Oh, well, I got do... this
6: new New England IPA. Like, whatever. It's
1: interesting.
6: That's cool, like like we love cool. those IPAs, like yeah, yeah you know i love i love ipas but we're not your mama's new england ipa brewery you know we're trying to do the same thing that someone's been trying to do since like but you know what i've never 1800s he, and we're not ashamed of it like that's what makes it cool you know like, you know what
0: ah, i've never God. seen is someone buy a six pack of like quadruple hop ipas and fucking sit all night and drink a six pack of those fucking things you can drink one Touché. maybe even a tall boy like one of the big tall bottles that, that epic or one of the other brewers does uh, and you can drink one and you're like fuck i need a you know i need a fucking lager <laughs> the, thing is, the thing is the thing is like the
6: kind of beer that you can only drink one of like what do you do with that oh. Well, like, it's like drinking, drinking a- beers, a- drinking beers is about drinking beers, and it's something you do all day.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not it's like something you do with your buddies, and
6: it's something you do all night. It's something you you have fun. You don't drink one beer and you don't drink one beer and you're extinct. Like you know, that's not the point. Spot. It's not a it's not a Long Island iced tea. Like the the, <laughs> the virtue the virtue of lager beers, which were born in the Czech Republic or around there, you know. You know, the virtue of them is that these people culturally drink a ton of beer. And it's not right or wrong, again. No, but, it's right. Beer is food. But, let me be. But These people... It's like, they, right.
0: It's right. It's you're 100% right. right.
6: You're right. It is right. <laughs> but these people, they... Like, it's kind of funny. There's tangents with Bohemian and Utah, which have always struck me as interesting. Whereas, like... Bohemian or, like, Czech people kind of invented, for one thing, the light beer, for another thing, the small beer, and most importantly, culturally, like, that's what it enabled them to drink, drink beers, like, constantly. all the time, yeah. constantly. <laughs> yeah. So, whereas, like, and I'm just, like, super oversimplifying this, I'm being, like, culturally ridiculous, but, but, like, say, Czech people are going to, like, drink a beer with lunch, maybe a couple beers with lunch because they drink these beers they're gonna go back to work they're gonna finish their day they're gonna go home they're gonna have dinner they're gonna drink a bunch of beers at dinner when they're done with dinner they're gonna have a bunch more beers and at the end of the night they're still a perfectly logical functional adult whereas like there's other people and cultures that get into these bigger beers and like they don't drink beer all day to their defense you know you could you could laugh at the checks that drink a ton of beer
0: They drink a lot of filtered water
6: but you, but you've got people that like wait till the end of the day and then like uh, I don't want to like name countries or cultures that's you ridiculous okay. but you got other people that make bigger beers and you know they wait till the end of the day and have a beer, and then they drink one of them and like fight their buddies or whatever. You know, like <laughs> the, the, Ch- the Czech people have been drinking since ten in the morning. and hey, hey, Peter! At the end of the night, they're like they're you know they're singing
2: songs and like and hugging each other, Peter. each other,
6: and they're still having a good time. And so. You so back to my point. You can laugh about Utah beers. <laughs> yeah. You guys are laughing like I don't have a point, but I'm coming <laughs> way back. <laughs> you're no,
1: you we're just thinking about. of our friend in Ireland but, that drinks Guinness. That's but all.
6: back to yeah, Utah beers, people fucking words. laugh at Utah beers, you know, and like four percent beers. But that doesn't matter. You 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 get the best beer in Europe. Like you go to Czech Republic or these places, these beers aren't fucking eight percent. No, y- you're losing your mind. Like they're making four five percent beers. And that's why they're like the awesomest beer drinkers on earth, and that's why they drink the most beer per capita wow. in the universe. <laughs> so that we know of. yeah. So, like, back to the Utah point, like it, like you know, if you're if you're trying to like brew IPAs and double IPAs in Utah, and the, with all these fucked up laws, it's a challenge. When you're Bohemian and you're trying to make badass, delicious, small lagers. It's not such a challenge, and we don't have to slander our beers. We're not slandering styles. We're not making a a, a a pale ale and calling it a triple IPA because of the the laws. It's a triple. We're, I-P-A. we're making a fucking pilsner, a and we're making we're you know we're we're making <laughs> true beautiful lagers and just calling them what they are. We don't we don't have to change the name. We don't have to be embarrassed. Yeah. Every you know everyone doesn't love our beers. There's again, there's always people that love this and love that. Everyone doesn't love our beers, but the people that like our beers don't have to be embarrassed. They're like, oh, yeah, those are delicious. So, you
0: know? so Brian, would you say you're passionate about beer? <laughs> uh, you tell me.
6: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. So, so, yeah. I, <laughs> yep. so it, what do you do with a, a small batch? So, there's a batch over there, the, the Cerveza Negro, though, that you guys were talking about. And you were saying it's one of your brewers, you know, first beers that he's he's been able to do. How do you distribute that? How do you decide if that's something you guys want to distribute?
6: Well, a small batch like that is typically, you know, it's any any kind of small batch like that is just as we, we can't do like a tiny amount. Like we have a 10 barrel brew house. So when we do so a small batch, yeah, it's a 10 barrel. So a small batch for us is, you know, 350 gallons or so. <laughs> So it's no like it would. So you have it, it would take you and I life. like a couple nights to finish that <laughs> off, easy.
0: So we grew up. In, just for those of you that don't know, we grew up in Wyoming. A kegger in Wyoming, because this is a Utah podcast, is ten kegs and thirty people. A kegger in Utah is one keg and a hundred people. Which kind that's of about right.
2: That. Those But my dad
3: right used to it. throw keggers. It wasn't like that. Yeah, he
0: had two kegs. Oh
3: shit! Oh, oh. oh, oh you suck. Can't take you, know, you anywhere? Be I some know. beer, beer and that's. <laughs>
0: I do have. Although in
3: soccer, that's just what happens. So maybe we're just, you know.
1: (laughs) So I, you talk about not, you know, hopping into IPAs and stuff like that. I think that makes you guys super unique because you have the story of Helen and Joe behind you, and there isn't another brewery in Utah that has a story like that.
6: Yeah. So like. I mean, I don't know how to say it, but, the, you know, it's kind of like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I, I feel like Joe and Helen and so many people's opinion is like, there's a lot of people that just love classic delicious beers. There's delicious. a lot of people that oh. love delicious <laughs> beers. Yeah. And, you know, there's people that are chasing that new thing. There's people that are like checking their... There's social media and wanting to know which brewery has the newest, coolest beer and like where I should be today. And then there's people that just know what the fuck they want, <laughs> <laughs> and they know where to get it. And the, and they know that if you go to some other brewery that makes a new beer every day, like you're not going to find it there. You might. I'm I'm not talking any shit about any brewery. You may you may find it there. You may find a you may find your new favorite beer at this place, but. Like, we get, we get slammed for making the same old beers and being the same boring old brewery. And, ha- like, yeah. what's your new beer? And, and we're like, well. Like, well, it's well, actually
2: an old beer that we've been yeah. making for a long time. <laughs> like,
6: yeah. We, so yeah I mean, we, we 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 cut our chops, like, 150 years ago. Hey, and, let, like, me, we're, let me ask you this. No.
0: What's Budweiser's new beer? Um, and how big are they? It's probably
6: called, like. Budweiser Light Platinum.
2: <laughs>
6: <Yeah. something. laughs> twist of Lime, Double, Twist yeah. of Strawberry. It's probably some fucking uh, awesome name. But it, it is a core. its just spin on a bunch of old names. But it but is
2: core. Budweiser's. It's the same core beer. It's the same, it's the same lager. And the thing
6: Budweiser's doing now is they're lager. buying... Yeah. Budweiser now, because they're losing their market, is they're buying yeah, they're cool buying craft breweries. And well, it's the same thing core they're, they're making their... They're make, all the share they're losing... To craft beer, they're buying and they're keeping as owning craft brewers. So, like, the thing is, like, but even if you look, don't don't get mad, don't fight Budweiser. Like, they're not going anywhere. You can't control them. They they like even if you you even
0: if you look at it from a market share perspective, they're they're losing a percentage point to craft beers, and they're freaking the fuck out. No, they they haven't
6: lost anything. They lost a percentage point, so then they bought a bunch of craft breweries, and they got their percentage point back. They're, They're not going anywhere. We can't. 98%
0: 98 percent of their profits come from what? Loggers, from the same recipe lager, the same single. Well, if you're fucking talking, beer. it's because they're fucking
6: delicious. Yeah, and not loggers, not Budweiser. No, lagers. but that's but
0: that's what I'm saying. Like you're you're doing something that not a lot of other brewers, especially local brewers, and we have a ton of them in the state of Utah. Well, if you want,
2: yeah, and if you want to talk about particularly the the history of uh, these pilsner lagers and the origins of. Budweiser and all these classic beers that pretty much uh, worldwide, I think, still to this day, even with the explosion in popularity of IPAs and the crazy IBU beers and the beard beers and the, you know, the dingleberry wheat beers as brian so eloquently eloquently <laughs> describes all the time as you know that that kind of yeah, that's a brianism it is a brianism yeah
0: dingleberry
2: wheat dingleberry wheat's that I, white I rabbit you, that every brewery's chasing i like, challenge what's you the- to
0: make a hefeweizen and just call it dingleberry wheat even if it's a small batch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And all you sell it yeah. is in is in and like use fucking huckleberries or something. I don't yeah. give a shit. But call it dingleberries. Well, yeah,
6: we're gonna use true dingleberries. True
2: dingleberries. Yeah. Aww. Well, we're gonna take the beard beard to that next level. But bring it back around the origin. Of, we,
0: I'm writing that down. Yeah, head. exactly. It's going to show up. The
2: origin of Budweiser and all these these the the most famous brands on earth are all based off of also coming from the same region that we owe our heritage to and that is around the Pilsen and Ceskivarovic area in Czech Republic.
1: Where that pretzel is.
2: Yeah, right, right around where the sausage of the pretzel and all the <laughs> mountains are. It's a good place to make beer <laughs> yeah. and that's those caves are there. That's I, prefer wh-
0: to make, I prefer to make my beer where there are Most <laughs> maps have like rivers and mountains no, but this, one's this has one has sausage and pretzel.
2: pretzels and lions and <laughs> Uh, a couple mountains here.
0: Uh, By the way, there's yeah. no fucking lions there. That's like totally <laughs> well. At one inaccurate. point, <laughs> yeah, no, no. At one yeah. the point, there were never lions in the Czech Republic. <laughs> like, maybe you know, like saber-toothed tigers, maybe, but I don't think there were. Again, ever lions I think
2: this there. is an, uh, this is where we need to get a, a historian <laughs> or something like that, because you know.
0: <laughs>
6: all right. Well. I I feel I mean, like we're maybe all like, is, lost like, maybe off maybe track is, and like <laughs> awesome. We're in we're in a great place right now. I feel <laughs> good. But we're we're starting to talk like about beers and styles, and something that just came to my mind is um earlier we were talking about um the cerveza and so Let's See, talk you know, about we, the origin story like, of that. Like, we have a lot of, like, classic beers here. Like, what we're known for are the classics. What we're most proud of is our Pilsner. That's our definitive flagship beer. It's where we started, and it's where we finish. You know, like, like that's, that's Bohemian's fucking beer. And if if I'm here to, like, defend Joe's dream, I hope that the Pilsner stands up to, like, what he wanted. You know, like, that every day when I ask myself, like, am I doing a good job, I have to think about, like, would Joe be proud of this pilsner? Like, that's all he would care about.
1: But that's cool that's still in the back of your mind, that that's an important thought to it's you. It's there
6: every day, right? Every day. Every day. That's, like, like kind of most important to me. It's weird, but, like, that's very important to me. Instead but, yeah. of
1: what would Jesus
4: do, it's what would Joe Jeff- <laughs>
6: Double, it, well, it's still, it's but still WWJD. But your WWJD bracelet still works. Yeah, it it's, does. It's got
4: the same importance.
6: It does. So, yeah, it's fine. You don't have to trade in your bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> really, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um,
6: but, like, on this point, so anyways, mm-hmm. like, we were talking about Joe and Helen, you know, come to America, and they start this brewery, Bohemian, Yep. and... <laughs> It's amazing and, you know, or, or maybe i like it or maybe it's amazing, but I'm just saying like they start this brewery and it's super cool. But if you look at this, if you look at this analogy, like, you know, whether, you know, like all the lager beers in America, all the, all the, all the beers that people drink in the world now, like 90% are like shitty beers, but they're still lager beers, you know? Um, so, so think, so don't disrespect lager beers in that a lot of the beers you hate are lager beers. Yeah, the big fizzy yellow. Think about what lagers are and recognize the fact that there's delicious lagers and terrible lagers in the same way that I as a lager fucking freak (laughs) recognize there's delicious ales and fucking awful ones, okay? Mm
2: -hmm. And you can't
6: just like make this high alcohol Octuple hopped beer and tell me it's fucking good. I don't buy it. Okay? But if you
0: advertise on ESPN the Ocho, I think an octuple hopped beer is probably... <laughs> that would do right. well there, right? Yeah, octu- I mean, I think it's the right audience. Yeah,
6: that's a Brianism too. I need to trademark that octuple <laughs> hopped. That would go. That would like sell any You're beer on record.
2: On Earth, right? That is, but
0: this is a thing you, you could do. You could do an octo uh, octuple hopped lager, and it wouldn't fucking taste the same as a shitty like Octopo I can't even say the word. <laughs> IPA.
6: Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but listen, you 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 have people coming here, like Joe and Helen are a great example. So, like, Europeans, you know, Europeans came here in the 1800s. So all these beers that we have now, like Bush, Budweiser, Coors, all these people were... They weren't bad people. They didn't make bad beers. They were just... Europeans that came here during that, during that during that period. Beers.
0: They made good beers.
6: They made great. They made great beers, and you can decide what you think about that now. But <laughs> but what you have, but um, let me make my point.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Is that he's getting there? Uh,
6: Joe and Helen, you know, they you know they're 150 years late to the party, but they were that same story. They were these Europeans that, like, 150 years later, for very different reasons got shuffled here and they brought their fucking you know amazing vision of what like what they had what they left and so instead of like leaving it behind and starting something new their dream was to like bring that here and share it you know share it and we're all lucky that they did and so back to my point which you guys again all thought i lost was (laughs) I was talking about the cerveza, and so recently we've came out with this beer called the cerveza, which is a Mexican lager, and it's amazing and delicious.
0: How does it stack up to Corona?
6: (laughs) It's like that, but it's more delicious. (laughs) (laughs) But, but for example, people, like, when we brought that out, people say, like, why are you making a Mexican lager? And I'm like...
0: Because it's a fucking lager?
6: Well, I'm like, bro, like, like deconstruct that wall in your mind and listen to me, you know, like, so, you know, Joe and Helen came here and brought us Bohemian and like, so there's no, there's no such thing as an American lager. Loggers are lagers and they come from Hmm. Europe and the Europeans spread all over.
0: I'm pretty sure all beer comes at least from from Europe. No beer comes from America. Well, Well,
6: you're right. I mean, all beer comes... It's not true, but like yeah. the beers that, as we know them, all the styles we know pale ale, IPA, yes, they come from Europe. But what I will say is, um, you know, at the same time that like Europeans came to St. Louis and started Budweiser, Europeans went to Mexico, yeah. and so what you had was people trying to brew the same beers with different challenges, with different ingredients. Well, so, Mexico, so, Mexico's so what you what hot. <laughs> Yeah, but what you find is like this is where styles come from. This is this is where like this is where styles diverge. Is where you know you 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 bring you bring a boatload of checks and you send like four to St. Louis and you send four to Mexico City. Yep. They're gonna do the same. They're gonna try to brew the same beer with the same yeast and the same techniques because they were all trained by the same guy in the old country. But when you get there, they have different ingredients. And so this is where things diverge and get more interesting, and it's not for better or worse. There's no such thing as a bad Mexican lager or a good American lager or a classic European lager. There's good and bad examples of all of those. Of all those those different stuff. Of all those. There's fucking awful European (laughs) lagers, and there's delicious (laughs) American lagers, and there's delicious Mexican lagers and terrible ones. You know, like you, you know so like but back to where I was starting was like the Mexican lager people like were like you're making a Mexican lager I'm like fuck yeah we are because that's <laughs> yeah. like, Cause it's, a it's, good like beer. it's no it's just like it's such a beautiful parallel to Joe and Helen coming to Midvale Utah and starting a Czech brewery like Mexican lagers was the same thing just just different people with a different story going to getting shuffled into Mexico 100 years ago Struggling fifty years ago, yeah, <laughs> you know, doing nothing except for struggling to make the beers that they wanted and strive to have and couldn't forget from Germany or the Czech Republic. And They're just trying to make them in Mexico, but now they get to Mexico and they don't have all the Different you know all the same ingredients. So now, okay, well, now we what we have handy is a little bit of barley and what's cheaper or easier is corn. A little bit of corn. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's and that's where it diverges. It's it's not bad people and they're not making bad beers. It's just like they're using what they have. And so na- nowadays it's easy to like get whatever you want. But 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, you,
0: know, you didn't
6: get what you wanted. You brewed with what you had. And that to the point, like that's why we have all these amazing styles. None of them are right or wrong. None of them are right or wrong. Like, the the fact is we're lucky to have all this history and all these different styles, you know.
0: We so live in a cool. good time, in my we opinion. Here's
2: another point, too, to why that cerveza Mexican lager right now, of all times, is uh, so interesting. Uh, at a point where um, immigration and our friends and neighbors and family to the south that border this country become such a hot-button topic, it's interesting that the spread and the popularity of that cerveza style, the Mexican lager, grew out of prohibition. There, we, the 20s happened, prohibition happened, where did we turn to? We flocked across the border. We went in droves to Mexico and discovered, I'm putting air quotes around that word, rediscovered a beer that had come all the way from its roots in Central Europe, in that Bavarian, Czech, and Austrian um, tradition, which at the time, you know, modern day we have the boundaries that we call those those countries, but at the time there were more regions, and it was a, a regional style that was being practiced. Fast forward to that area uh, or that era of prohibition, we had Americans. Seeking out or discovering this lager, which had actually already been in our it, it had been a beer that we were drinking, but just tweaked a little bit, and the only place to get it was south of the border and then the popularity of that style was born right now to introduce that beer is it again it's an interesting time when we there's a there's xenophobia that is going on in this country. Yet we're embracing a style that clearly came from the origin and at the that goes to the roots of what this brewery is all about. That's why I love
6: it. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't like it doesn't prove anything wrong about no, it. Us. Doesn't. It, pro-
2: it, kind it of, proves everything to me. Right.
6: <laughs> to me, the a Mexican lager proves us right, proves
2: everything right. It, it,
6: <laughs> it's a Mexican lager is Joe and Helen, it 150 is 150 years ago, and it's us all over again, and also it's just people. What a Mexican lager is, is what bohemian is. It's old world people in the new world trying to make old world beers the way they remember them and the way they want them, because they know what they want. They want them at 10 in the morning, and they want them until they go to bed. (laughs) And they want them to to be clean and delicious and amazing. I
0: don't have anything against a lot of craft beers, right? But if I'm going to have a shower beer, it's not a fucking triple hop. No, it's not. And if you've never had a shower beer, you need to do it because it's an experience that that you you really can't replicate any other way.
6: Will here bought me a uh, shower like a <laughs> suction cup. Uh, he
2: bought both. Vo- he bought both of us one of those.
6: The suction
2: cup yeah. shower beer like koozie
6: thing that. Like,
0: <laughs> that is awesome. Christ- Christmas notch.
2: 2018 present
6: and the lady uh, used to like Will. and then well she still likes Will, but. <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll
0: second that. When I opened lady, our
6: little Christmas okay. present, and there was like... Recovery behavior.
5: Yeah. The best way to recover
0: in the morning after is... Oh, recovery. yeah. For sure. The best way to, to get over a hangover is to have a beer. <laughs> a lager. Or and the best shower. way
6: to get through a shower is to have a beer. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> for sure. I mean, that's for a sure. fact. So when, when Joe and Helen created the Bohemian, did they create the restaurant first or the brewery? Because I know they did a bunch of other stuff.
6: No, it, it started all at the same time in 2001, so this place was formerly two other very short-lived breweries, um, but before they owned this place, uh, they owned another restaurant called – it was actually called Helen's. A lot of people know it. It was up here in – would it be Conwood Heights or yeah. – Modern
2: day Cottonwood Heights. So, yeah.
0: so this all of this 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 whole brewery side, the warehouse side, was it all here before? Or no, this, this was no no, Where no, no, we're no, no. Right This now, was, was not
6: it. here when they bought this place. It was the little log building which used to be a sporting goods store and mm-hmm. a couple other restaurants. I remember,
4: yeah. I remember it being the, the origin story. Chalet, yeah, or I not know was the chalet,
6: Yeah, um, <laughs> but so it had been a couple other shortly lived breweries, and then. They bought it and turned it turned it into Bohemian. Well, it was so the, ideal
2: for them, right? They wanted a place where they could bring the food and, and those culinary traditions, but then also had a, a small enough brew house attached to it right there, which they soon grew out of. And uh, both uh, Will and Brian were around to see the the transition from its original size. So what did built. they originally have? Just those tanks up
6: yeah. front? So, no, yeah. you know where you walked in,
2: the couple little tiny tanks
6: over there? Yeah. That yeah. was the original brew house. So where we're sitting now, this is all an expansion, which was added in, like, 2008 or so. Um, so it started as just the brew pub, like, meaning there's the brew house and a couple small tanks, and they were only serving beer to the restaurant. Wow.
0: Oh. Then, it's since expanded, yeah.
6: then with time yeah it's slowly expanded um into a much bigger thing um in 2006 they got the can line um started canning and that was like the initial push into like cans but they had been selling kegs to restaurants and bars before that um but when this where we're sitting when this building came on in 2006 or 8 or i don't remember um Things have slowly since gotten a lot bigger. Well, We've you guys, kind of turned into a tiny, a really small production brewery.
0: You guys were one of the first in Utah. N- now I'm seeing a lot of the other local brewers go this route, but you were one of the first to do cans. We were the first. We were you, the first. You don't, yeah. you don't do bottles, really. And now everyone's going that direction and doing cans. I'm not going to lie.
4: When you first went to cans, I was a little... Skeptic. I was I was, I was super happy
0: because I started using them at tailgates for like beer pong. They're so perfect.
2: The, but here's the thing about and this is how much craft beer has changed. The entire landscape of it has changed at a time. Think think to your uh, former younger selves. Uh, a bottled beer was a premium. It was viewed as a p- premium beer. As craft beer and brewing has evolved, and also just cost, efficiency, and a space that a, that a canning line can be put into a brewery, not to mention um, the, the the graphics and the entire uh, presentation that you can do with a can design. Um, it, it was initially associated with those Budweiser's of the world, those cheaper <laughs> canned loggers. However, we've seen that turn on its head and then turn again because the can right now is king in the craft brewing industry, and it's one of the most um, quickly evolving and dynamic uh, aspects of our industry. This this the can rules our schedule and how we put. Our beer out to market as much as any other factor does right yeah here, it, it's kind of
6: cliche but there's yeah. points to the, the can chicken and you the know, egg like, the, like. <laughs> the can you know if you think about production wise um, cans are infinitely lighter than bottles so yep. like shoring up or it's excuse me, shipping them, storing them. Um, you more know, more cost effective. More cost
2: effective. Their recyclability, the efficiency to which the they recyclability, can be converted to other cans again.
6: Cooling, you know, if you're like camping, you throw a can well, in the river, you, you said, throw bottle yeah. all the river, right. you know, coolability. There's a lot of things, but more importantly, you know, just being like in Utah as an active craft beer place, like people that are drinking craft beers or hiking, rafting, these types of things. So I'm um, you know, there's a, a lot of
0: reasons why it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Can we uh, before before we're done asking questions, I want to talk about brewski because this is a new this is a new beer for you guys. And all I can see when I look towards you guys <laughs> is all the damn signs on all your tanks. With the, the the beautiful thing is it's all Utah ski resorts whose logos are on top of these, and and there's another brewer locally that does a, a seasonal beer. Uh, specifically that was designed kind of for, for skiing, uh, to throw in your backpack when you go skiing in the backcountry. Um, but I've had like four glasses, I think, of it, and it's really good. <laughs> I'm not sure how many. Well, we'd love
2: me. to hear that. Uh, Brewski in particular, if we're, if we're going to talk about that, has been – we were fortunate enough that that the boys here were, were making this uh, wonderful German Pilsner lager, which is, again – Decidedly different and unique To the Czech Pilsner lager um, Actually Brian jump in and, and tell us a little bit About how it differs so much from the Czech Pilsner
6: Yeah I mean When, when you talk about Pilsner Or um, Lager is like, like Nowadays we're talking about Germany and the Czech Republic and all these different places As if they're definitive but All these beard styles Predate the modern map you know so it's 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 interesting that there's you know, Pilsner from the Czech Republic. There's Pilsner from Southern Germany. More likely, there's Helles from Southern Germany. Um, but there's also Pilsners from Northern Germany. But what kind of what kind of like separates these beers is that you've got different um, water chemistry and ingredients. So no matter where you are, no matter what you're trying to do, historically you were. Working with the inputs that you had, right? So you
0: don't today, though. You don't just like pour tap water into one of your brew kegs and start going. <laughs> not typically.
2: Not <laughs> typically. Yeah. Not usually. Yeah. Uh,
0: you guys are in Midville, not Sandy, right? Because yeah. so for sure. example,
6: for example, what truly defines the Czech Pilsner and our Pilsner, um, like to and it's. It's hard to really dummy it down because there's so many factors. But what really defines, for one thing, a Czech Pilsner is in Pilsen, Pilsner is named after the city of Pilsen where it was first brewed. And what defines Pilsen was they say to this day they, have this, water. they say they have the softest the water world. in the world. Okay. And so that's kind of a polar opposite. Not polar, but very opposite of what we have here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, like you go get Magna Water and bring that in.
6: Oh no! <laughs> so, so we have very different water here, and we're able to handle the that. Magnator. We're the able magnator. to handle that nowadays. But have when you, you look at Pilsen
0: that thing with that, it's uh...
6: yeah. When you look at Pilsen versus Northern Germany, they have much harder water, huh. and it would and the hardness of the water kind of affects the way that the hops um, affect the beer. So, whereas uh, a Czech pilsner has kind of a a little bit of a bigger body and a softer hop um, character, uh, like a German pilsner, as they would call it, has a lot sharper, a um, little bit, I shouldn't say a lot, a little bit sharper character, and that has to do with the water, not with like the quality of the brew or anything, but it has to do with the way that the... The hops are construed, you know, so no matter where you're brewing or what you're trying to do, I mean, you could do anything anywhere, but you have to like kind of make some tweaks to it. But historically, people were just doing what they had, you know, so again, this is why we have all these styles. There's German pilsners, which are a little drier, a little hoppier, a little more hop forward because of the because of the water chemistry there's Czech pilsners which are have a little more body a little less hop bite but are very well rounded um so you know different strokes for different folks but
2: <laughs> and as as we were able to um we had that product that that we were very excited about it was a completely different pilsner but there was a I mean, let's be honest, a marketing factor that everybody had to kind of look at. Why? How is this different? What can we do about this? It's a little bit crisper. Um, The brewery happened to be brewing that in that winter season, and we were lucky enough to have a great partner in a relationship that Will and the brewery had cultivated with Solitude uh, Resort two years ago. And the conversation that Will and the resort had were, let's make a beer specifically to market uh, to our patrons. And uh, then we took it a step further and actually said, what if we can this, make it a retail product, put a name to it, and really create a a winter-themed type of a product uh, around that?
0: So is this is this something you guys are going to carry year-round or just snow-winter? Well, what it
2: has done is it's evolved in 2019 or 2018 into 2019 is that we partnered with Ski Utah and our four Cottonwood Canyon resort partners, which are uh, Alta, Snowbird, of Solitude, course, Solitude, and, and then Brighton.
0: You can see them all right there. And yeah, Ski of course. And Ski Utah over there. And so.
2: Ski Utah being the <laughs> uh, essentially the you know, the ambassador, the parent of that entire program. And we've had, not to mention a lot of fun working with uh, all of those resort partners, but it's enabled us to grow that brand and, more importantly, grow an awareness of a uh, locally brewed product and the importance of that local. Um, I was just talking about this earlier today with Ski Utah, The importance of promoting utah in general we can't we have the you know the greatest snow on earth shameless plug
0: well and it's not like look which it's just a saying it's on our license plates yeah it is true
2: it is also true i mean i think that's you know it's it's hard to deny it at the very least and especially when having a great year like this um everybody's really doing well around the entire industry that is even touched just a little bit by skiing or any type of tourism that goes around that and we were just we're fortunate enough to have been in a good position and have these incredible relationships that our sales team and that the brewery has developed with all these resorts not to mention what we've cultivated with Ski Utah but they all love the product right it's it's light it's easy going it's not over complicated i mean god damn it the name is like give me a brewski i mean there are a lot of just dead, honest things. You know, there's dead, honest things about it that you just can't deny.
1: How many other brewers are like, oh, I wish I was? Well,. Yeah. <laughs> Because they have like, <laughs> they, you,
0: you go up oh, to Oktoberfest and it's shot. Easy. Yeah. Snowbird does, uh, during
3: Oktoberfest, they do skis. the shot skis. Yeah. They have the long ski, the old school ski. By the way, don't do glasses. those with people who are taller than you.
2: Uh, yeah. Bringing Cautionary tale, right? Bringing all her,
0: right? her five footness, doing them yep. with like five foot ten girls, like yep. bringing a sound book. Yeah. like, <laughs> just opening your mouth and hoping it falls uh, just, in. Just,
2: but it's been i mean there's so many parts about it that are just so um so logical and i mean we've we've been extremely fortunate to have these great partners and we have even greater visions for it going forward and it's really become one of those great flagship a new flagship if 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 i can say that i mean
0: it's 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 no viennese so yeah i mean yeah
2: just saying (laughs)
0: <laughs> i don't know it's really good though i like i had one Venice, and i had like three of those brewskis so that's saying something
2: yeah absolutely
0: yeah. so i i do have one more question for both of you before we, we let you go we ask everyone that that we interviewed this uh you both live in utah you both planted roots here uh and you're here by choice um so First, Brian, and then then you get to ask, or you guys can switch. I don't really give a shit. Um, (laughs) What's one thing that you would tell someone visiting the state of Utah that they should do before they leave?
1: Jesus. See, we need need thinking news of Jesus.
6: Yeah, that... I mean, they like like that Jeopardy music. I'm not saying go see the big Jesus. uh, Space Space Jesus. Space Space Jesus. Jesus,
2: Yeah. (laughs) How about that Jeopardy final question music in the background, dude? Yeah. I'll tell you
6: that I, I came here as an 18-year-old, like coming here for school and thinking like Utah was weird. or I did, I, It is weird. I honestly didn't even <laughs> know Utah was weird. I knew it was weird, but I didn't know what that meant. And I came here like not not having a clue, you know. And I got here and it took a little time to adjust. It was pretty weird for a while. And then, and I honestly wanted to leave. I was like, I don't know if Utah's for me. And my parents were like, oh no, you gotta, you gotta like serve your sentence now. (laughs) And and I was like, oh, you guys are fucked up. And then, and then before, before like I had served my sentence, I had found my friends and my people. And now I get a real kick. Like, yeah. For sure, Utah sucks. You know, like, in a, like Utah sucks in a lot of dumb ways. But but I get a real kick nowadays. Like, you know, I work at a brewery, and, like, we, we're we at the mouth of the canyons, and we get all these travelers in here every day. You know, like, like right now it's ski season. So we get all these people, like, I'm cool as fuck. I'm from Colorado. I'm from California. I'm from wherever, you know. You get all these people that come in here, and they're super pumped or bummed or whatever. But it I get a real kick out of people that come to Utah and can't have a good time. Because when people come here to the brewery and like if they don't like if they can't find something good and if they can't like have a good time then i'm like that's on you bro yeah <laughs> because i moved here in 2001 thinking i couldn't have a good time and now what year is it yeah. so, so. <laughs> like and i'm still here and i guarantee i guarantee you i've been having a good time and i love this place so
0: what's your one thing
6: i my one thing i would tell you tell people to do yeah i forgot about the
0: question (laughs) 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 see you weren't getting back to a point this time
2: (laughs) you caught him
6: i like that gotcha
0: took an hour but i fucking gotcha
2: (laughs) sure did um (laughs) kelly you're first well (laughs) i think this is this actually this sums up a lot of what we've been talking about um we've been talking about uh, immigration people coming here why did we come here some of my people, why, why did we come here? Why did Joe and Helen come here? Why are a lot of Who us... Who are your people? Well, that's... Yeah. It. Yeah.
0: He's from Illinois. That's it. <laughs>
1: exactly. You're so proud of immigration. You should be proud of where you're from. A,
2: I I think that the best part about Utah, surprisingly, <laughs> is the fact that there is so wow. much kind of... Uh, there is a diversity here amongst... So many individual cultures that I would say for all the things that you would obviously come here to say, like, go to the mountains, go to the desert, you know, go to these, you know, outdoor recreation, obviously a big thing. I'm actually most proud of a lot of, you know, go to a Chinese restaurant, go to a Czech brewery, go to a, you know, go to a cultural festival and see people. Doing their dance, listen to their music that they've brought, and still find so important to present here as they've come to Utah. I think that would be
0: well. Cool. I mean, think about it. This, and I don't know if you guys know this, but this weekend we're going to have a Holi festival. So in India, that the actual time that the Holi festival is, is is last week, right? But we have the biggest festival in the world. They don't have festivals this big in in India. They they look at what happens in Spanish Fork and they're like, Holy shit, that's insane. Right. All these white kids throwing <laughs> colored paper in the air. Right? Uh, yeah, okay. But that's but that speaks a lot to what you're saying. Like we have this amazing for as white of a community yeah. as we are. We have <laughs> a pretty amazing cultural diversity and it doesn't take a lot to find it. Yeah. You know, like I said, you just gotta look behind the stupid Walgreens on the corner of seventy second state yeah. to find the Bohemian, so now, now Kelly's answered. Brian, are you ready? Are you yeah. Ready? Do we need to ask Will?
4: Yeah, let's ask Will.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's your favorite thing to do here in the state of Utah, Kelly? Not Kelly, Will. No, no, I'm gonna ask Kelly. No, your Kelly's fa- right er, there. And Brian, sorry, I've had a few. Oh my all You're confusing me. Their fault. I'll it's answer again.
2: Fault. Yeah, it is. <laughs>
6: like, like I was saying, I I moved here to go to school, and I you know, which kind of defined why I came here and I thought I knew what this place offered or whatever. And then I got here and, you know, genuinely, like it wasn't what I thought. Um, and all the things I thought I was going to hate about this place came to kind of be like meaningless to me, you know? And like, even to this day, like all the things that people bitch about, like, like, well, that's not true. Like, like we'll bitch about liquor laws as brewers right. and stuff you know like we bitch about this and that but i could genuinely genuinely say that like i love this place you know like i i came here not not to stay here i came here to go to school and then i left immediately after school thinking i knew more and i hated this place and i went to california Kind of like a pioneer, I was like, I'm heading west, <laughs> <laughs> and and I followed him there you know, like, too. Like we, like we, we as a pioneer, like as you know. a pioneer, you head west looking yeah. for something better, You're right? Handcart and I got to California, yeah. and I realized this place is fucking bullshit. <laughs> and then and then I realized, oh, why is everyone from California moving to fucking Utah <laughs> yeah. to Salt Lake City? You know, I don't know. It's, it's kind of funny. Like people, people will bag on Utah, but I left here. From the bottom of my heart, I left this place and I came running back. So After like- I, 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 worked in California, New York, out of the country. I went all over the place and did a lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool stuff that I am real proud of. But it's kind of kind of ironic that I came running back to Utah, and it, it and it was for this opportunity of Bohemian. I came back here for this place. And it, it, I didn't think it was like a full term, long term thing. But that was ten years ago, and here, and here we still here. Here we podcast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, thank, thanks, guys, so much for the time. It's been a, a pleasant conversation, and, and we appreciate and it. It's been a lot. of How fun. How can people get a hold of you?
2: Well, uh, com. obviously, that's a start. Um, we're at 94 East on uh, Fort Union, which is 7200 South, right just, off the state, behind just, the damn Walgreens. Yeah,
3: look behind the Across
2: the, the, the
0: street Walgreens. from Hooters.
2: Uh, across the no. street from the, the artist formerly, formerly known, known
3: as Hooters. Haters. Is Shagra still over there? Shagra Law. <laughs> no. no oh, I think that's known, too. It's
0: basically, across the street yeah. from a derelict strip mall.
2: Yes, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> But more, most importantly, you can find us on the shelves of just about every major retailer um, in the state. Um, we've we've mentioned everybody, but and on top of all all your favorite bars and restaurants um, throughout the city and throughout the state as well, too. And um, you know, keep an eye out for uh, Bohemian Brewery on draft or in can anywhere that you are. Shameless it's marketing plugs it's but it's good, important, right? Way. Yeah, it's all good.
0: <laughs> All right, well that's going to do it for the show tonight. Thanks again to our guests <laughs> from uh, Bohemian Brewery. <laughs> and we're
2: done. <laughs> and that's well done. wrap.
0: Yeah. Um it's been a it's been a, a a fun conversation with you guys. Again, how do how do people get a hold of you or or get your tasty brews?
5: I'd rather not say after all that commentary.
0: Well, I mean, uh, obviously you can come to the Bohemian, so it's behind the Walgreens on 72nd and Uh, State. uh, Just just east of the Walgreens on 72nd and State.
2: 94 East Fort Union Boulevard is the address. Um, You can find Bohemian Brewery uh, lagers and other beers in uh, cans at most uh, retail, grocery, and other locations in the state of Utah, as well as on Draft It. Well, we're at we're on draft at Well over how many uh, bars and About restaurants? Bars locally, About a 100 locally, state. yeah, at nice. least.
0: But let me tell you if you've never had them just come to Bohemian because the the food is actually amazing here. Um, and every time I've had to go pee during this evening all I ah, can it smell is a yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> um,
0: but come here and try the beer on tap, uh, have like 12 brewskis. Um,
5: and have some pierogies and yeah. some food too I as well. Per and per if reflux. you can't make it here, yeah. you know, hit one of your local bars and if they don't have Bohemian on draft, they probably go to suck anyway. So yeah, do it that's true.
3: yeah, if they don't have Bohemian on draft, tell them they need to walk get it. Walk in and tell them they suck and then walk back out.
5: I
2: know. <laughs> or ask for them to carry Bohemian I too, know. and that you know.
3: I
0: like way
5: better. Yeah, I prefer no, just exactly. disparaging
0: the bar. Um, so uh, anyway, if you if you like what you hear, please share it. That is actually what helps us more than anything. Um, if you, you don't like it, tell all your friends. This was yeah, horrible. You should listen. You should listen to this horrible spoiled <laughs> Can you
3: milk. What they're saying. Um, <laughs> this horrible spoiled milk.
0: Yeah, just listen to it. It's, is this is this rotten to you? Does this sound just as bad to you?
3: You shouldn't um, test your milk that way, by the way, because your milk dries on the. Edge and the, you only smell the edged milk, and you don't actually smell the milk inside. Don't drink milk. That's she has anything solution. all
0: night. <laughs> she has milk facts. She does.
3: She's really good.
0: That's why she's a mom. <laughs> okay, fair um,
5: enough.
0: So yeah, and then uh, leave us a review. If uh, even if you fucking hate us, leave us a review. Just do five stars and then write your shitty comments. Um, that's fine too. Um, if you need to get a hold of us, Twitter, uh, Instagram at TNU Podcast, or on Facebook. Uh, we do share events. Uh, we do book people uh, and go out and visit people or have them at the studio. Um, kind of your choice sometimes. Uh, but uh, that's the best way to get a hold of us. So um, I'm going to... Uh, you should
3: sign off now because you're mumbling.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to drive home yet or not. Uh, maybe I'll go have some food. Uh, I'm not sure. but
3: uh, You should but probably t- have some food.